Hello, I'm Kevin Creekmore. And I'm Natalie Sefferman. And welcome to the Art and Business Podcast. Where we interview artists so you can gain insight on how to run a successful art enterprise. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to our very first podcast. We are so excited to be here with you. Uh, today, we're going to be asking uh, questions to each other so that you guys have a better understanding of who we are and our businesses as well. Exactly. So Kevin, how did you get started in art? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I started in high school. I've been in my business, Molten Works, for about 12 years now. Mm -hmm. um, it formed as an idea after taking an entrepreneurship class and marketing class. I was really interested in actually business. Um, but then looking back at my life, I spent a lot of time in art classes just because I enjoyed them. So never because I wanted to quite be an artist. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually sitting as a lifeguard. Now, don't worry, no one was in danger because there was no one in the pool at the time. Um, and I was coming up with names for this concept. And so that's where I came up with the name Molten Works. Um, initially, it was going to be an art, art business where I was creating my own art, going to different shows, selling my work. My goal was to kind of get into the architectural field um, within glass. And slowly but surely, as I grew, so high school um, for the first five, six years, I was, you know, in garage studios, working from home, renting space, um, until I finally found uh, my first warehouse. Once I moved in the warehouse and spent a year there, I realized, oh my God, if I'm going to make art every day, I'm going to be here every day right. and I'm never going to get to do anything else. And that was never my intent. So in turn, we started kind of doing some classes. They really took off. We called them Sip and Fuse. Um, and... Uh, we came to a January, I think it was like 2015, 2016. No, it was like, no, it was 2017. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, we were doing lots of different things. So we were making art. We were doing some classes. We were kind of dabbling to figure out where we were going to be or what we were going to do. And I was like, because we were doing everything average, we weren't going to make it as a business. So I read a book called The One Thing. And then that really uh, gave me a good direction to start just doing classes. I took away everything else, no art, no shows. I'm just gonna do classes and right away we started filling classes immediately and didn't have to worry about anything else, you know? And so we just grew that and the cool, I think the best part that came from it was, for me I wanted to make an impact and people often are told they're not creative at some point in their life. That's true. Which damages them. And then they never create again. So they come into the studio and they leave with this feeling of, oh, that felt good. Right. You know, they can't explain why they feel better, you know, but it's this like deep rooted creativity in all of us right. that an art teacher said, you're not creative because we grade art in school, you know, mm -hmm. like some situation. Um, or a lot of people are like, I'm not creative. I'm like, you are. God, you are. That's the most obnoxious, annoying thing that I hear every day right. and it's and it's only obnoxious because it's not true yeah it's this bad self-talk of like I can't do this and it's like no like we are by nature creative oh absolutely because people can be creative in different ways you yes. can be a creative 
businessman. Yeah. <laughs> it's can, not just painting and right, drawing, you know, exactly. which is the two immediately like I can't draw. Or some people are really creative in the kitchen. They're yeah. really good with cooking or there's so many ways to be creative but I, yeah, I totally exactly. agree with that it's a false narrative to think like you're yeah. not creative we're all creative yeah so it was it was cool because the transformation of like from an art business making product to oh this is this is really cool this is really impactful um, and for, so from there it just you know started rolling and now I am seven years in my studio uh, and getting ready to open another one at the end of the year Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. That's I am awesome. excited but terrified because it is a big leap. Um, that is, it's actually really good to yeah. feel a little bit scared <laughs> yeah. because that propels you into taking action. So feeling yeah. a little bit of fear, and I was just talking to my dad about this because yeah. he was a professional freestyle skier, and I was um, talking to him about the similarity of before I do my paint pours, it's similar to when he was about to go off a jump. Yeah. So you're, you're familiar with the jump, you know what trick you're gonna yes. you know, do, yeah. you know what the landing's gonna be like, and that's like went before I pour. Everything's planned out, yeah. but it's that adrenaline, it's like that nervousness, mm -hmm. but you're committed to doing it. And the yeah. same squirt of chemicals in your brain that say you're scared are the same ones, or nervous, are the same, is the same chemical as excitement. Exactly. So when you're about to get up in public speak, which is everyone, one of the number, the number one right. fear, mm -hmm. it's that initial, like you get those butterflies and you can train your mind to say, I'm excited, not nervous. Yes. And it's, it takes time, but then you can easily come without, you know, shaking, your you, voice shakes a little, you're a little nervous. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you can channel do? it. Yes. You can channel it. So yeah. So I really like that. How about you? How did you get started yeah. in the art? So I got started, um, I was always heavily involved in the performing arts. Yeah. So in high school and in college, I did a lot of theater, specifically musical theater. Mm -hmm. And then I went on to getting signed with um, different talent agencies. And nice. so I did a bit of a detour. I went back to Europe worked in the corporate world I knew that wasn't for me yeah. I knew deep down I was like I need because I was bringing creativity to my corporate job which I felt like my boss at the time was like what <laughs> <laughs> and I was like we're gonna do this new and this yeah. new and then I just really knew in my heart yeah. of hearts like this is not me yeah, exactly. and um, so I started a blog at the time and that kind of was like dipping my toes in the water of like creative it was creative yeah. writing um, but I knew I wanted to do more. I wanted to go back into the performing arts. Yeah. So I felt like I was always some form of artist. Yeah. So I moved to LA and that's where I discovered um, my art form that I do now. And awesome. it started as a hobby. Yeah. Um, I was yeah, I was working as an actress down in LA and mm -hmm. there I was very busy most of the time, but then there'd be times where I had downtime and I really didn't want to get into the party scene down there. I was very determined when I was down in LA to get work as an actress yeah. and I, had a one-track mind and I was a very very focused and that's how I was able to work as an actress because I wasn't distracted by all the things that are so easy to get distracted with down there yeah. and um, in hindsight I could have probably enjoyed the beach a little bit more yeah. but it was great because I have um, all these am amazing memories of being on set down there yeah. and so 
I started um, painting as a hobby and ac accumulating like way too much art. Yeah. And so I thought to myself, well, I have a lot of art in my apartment right now. Maybe I can sell it. And um, I went to a local farmer's market and I was yeah. selling my art and I realized people were buying it. Nice. And um, I was selling it at a, obviously a really different price point. Right. But what was great was what I was selling it for was enough for me to like, you know, yeah. To keep playing the game. Yeah, to keep playing right? the game. Exactly. That's and then I um, got approached um, by someone who wanted a commission piece. And I oh, think yeah. that that was the starting point of what launched me into creating um, Elements by Maddie as yeah. like a business. Because I had never done a custom piece before. Yeah. And um, it was a decent size. I was nervous. I did it. He's very happy. I went on to do more custom work for people. Yeah. And then I started to work larger shows. I started to get into art galleries in LA. Yeah. One thing led to another. And then I created the elements concept, which is I'm inspired by the four natural elements, earth, air, water, fire. Yeah. A lot of my art has um, a spiritual themes to it, astrology, crystal healing, numerology, color symbolism. Yeah. So I incorporated that into my art and created Elements by Natty. Natty is my nickname. Yep. And um, then I, when the coronavirus hit, yep. and I also was represented by a talent agency, or I currently am still represented by a talent agency up here in Seattle. So I would come up here and do acting work up here too. I've shot a lot of commercials here. So I was traveling back to Seattle quite a lot when I was living down in LA. And then when the virus hit, I decided that I would move back. I miss yeah. my family. I already was getting work up here. So it was, the timing was good because I never saw LA as like a permanent place that I would be. Um, but I came back and then that gave me time because a lot of productions were on hold and yeah. there was just like less, less like films were being shot in general. Yeah. And so I had free time and I took that free time and I started to produce a lot of art, uh, create an official website yeah. and start moving work. And I moved a lot of work yeah. during quarantine because I just took that time to build my business. And so now it's become more like holistically a boutique because I offer different products. Yeah. I have candles. I make 3D art now too. Yeah crystal infused amplifier pyramids, yeah, um, crystal bracelets, essential oil line, spell activation jars. So it really is like an, um, a boutique, Elements yeah. by Natty. Um, and of course my canvas art, I've now like, yeah. um, I'm doing like larger scale work too. So yeah, that's how it started. Absolutely. And then I decided to take the next step and work with a real estate agent and I found a gallery space yeah. and I have been there now time flies I've been there now my gallery space this is year two wow and yeah so it that does. is my story in summary absolutely and so for those watching the video you can see one of her pieces back here along with uh, one of her pyramids um, as well yeah and so we'll we'll I'm sure post more uh, photos and stuff to this Know, yeah. however we however we share it so that you guys can see our work as well yes. um, but that's very exciting cool yeah I love it thank you yeah
All right. What, what's next? What else do we so, want to talk about? We can talk about what has been the hardest part of starting um, and selling your art. Uh, I mean, slash starting a business. Yeah, starting um, a business. That it, it's tough because I find that there's can there's a, a different dimensions to it um, because over time your problems evolve mm. um, and I don't say you know it's not that there's always problems but there's always like fires I look at myself as a fireman you know right you're kind of putting, putting out, out some fires. fires in your business um, mm. I think the hardest part uh, at least with the selling art part is it can be exhausting to do lots of shows so like as you are experiencing yeah. you know doing shows consistently you have to bring all your work you have to set up you have to spend the entire you know an eight hour day selling work saying a lot of the same things and then you pack it all up and there can be good and bad shows so it's not a consistent revenue always you know right. I've had shows I thought were going to be great that were like 500 bucks you know right. kind of covers the cost of uh, what I spent to get there mm -hmm. so it's um, I, and then and then like finding your niche you know, I think I think initially it's really important to go broad before you hone in because you don't really know how your art's going to develop. Like uh, I know you've told me that it took two years to develop your My own style, yeah. your own style and pour technique. You know, for me it was probably more like four or five years of development and getting like a real deep understanding mm -hmm. of glass, getting to experiment a ton. I had a mentor who he was the experiment king and that's kind of all he did he had never done the business side or sold his work yeah but when it came to technique and quality i learned everything i needed from him that's great um, now <laughs> at the scale i'm at i mean i have two buildings one location we do we have about 150 to 200 people a week coming through the studio um and i have a crew of seven so i think the hardest part now is more living up to being the leader I know that I always wanted to be mm -hmm. and and creating a team that is very cohesive and we can then really fly because when you have when you can hold be the glue to hold your team together then you can do so much more because I can't do it alone and so now it's finding good people but then also educating and training them to be that cohesive unit you know because there is struggles and everyone's different and everyone has personalities and you're kind of as the owner dealing with the waves of everyone's um, emotions and you know where they're at in life and what they're doing um, and then scaling up I'm mm -hmm. at this point of this is that next big quantum leap for me to kind of get what I always wanted which is locations around the world we're obviously starting here in town just in another part in yeah. Seattle so it's very exciting and and mindset I think the yeah. hardest part is mindset you know and uh, now I'm you know working on myself to then grow the business because that's what's going to change the game that's so great I think that was I guess so so like I said it's it's changed over time yes and now I think it's it's people I'm in the people business because unless you keep your staff together and bring that team in camaraderie then it's really hard to run a, a, a solid you know well-branded mm. you know and well-accepted like everybody that comes in has an amazing time and leaves a review kind of thing exactly
exactly. Yeah. And when you talk about mindset, what would you say is a healthy mindset for a person who is running art as a business? Well, I'd say number one is you need to read a lot. Mm, that's true. <laughs> and uh, a great place to start would be psychology, uh, learning how to sell. I think there's plenty of artists out there that are make amazing art, but they're terrible at selling it. And it's also, and then, you know, and then they're, or they're making art, but no one wants to buy it, which mm. means it, it doesn't matter if it's your creative expression all the time. If you're deciding to do art as a business, you to some degree mm. have to give the people what they want. Yes. And you also have to really have a good, um, a strong identity, like what what is Molten Works? Yeah. You know what is Elements by Natty? And once you create a strong identity, it's very similar to like when you're very confident in who you are as a person, and then people are attracted to that. Yeah. It's the same with business. You really have to know what your brand stands for. Yeah, and, yeah, and the attitude, and exactly the attitude, the and, attitude you bring, and the energy, because that's exactly what you're going to get back. And so, if you have more of a personal approach, and having you know having good uh, social skills is really helpful with yeah. business. And if you are introverted or it is difficult for you to be really social, I think that it's something that I would encourage you to kind of work on. And you know, reading books on you know small yeah. steps to connect with people mm -hmm. and, I and mean, psychology because you can read you know learn yeah. about body language learn about is that customer gonna buy how are you yeah. selling them like uh, when I started initially it was like a lot of you can't seem desperate to right. sell even though I needed the money I just I never appeared desperate yeah you don't want to have that kind of energy because instead you build the rapport, maybe you get their information and then later on, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's farming. When you're starting, you're farming, you're planting seeds. It exactly. takes time to, for them to, you know, grow. Um, and you don't know when they're gonna come back or if. Very but if true. you're putting that energy Just put out. put it out there, exactly. Yeah. Another thing is don't be afraid um, to fail. I know that there is this big fear out there with a lot of people where they won't do something because they're afraid that they're just not gonna be good at it or that they're gonna fail. And I think that the biggest and the greatest breakthroughs that you're gonna have in business are exactly when things fail. Because it's when something fails that you're like, okay, this didn't work out. Why did it not work out? How can I change that? What can I do to make this work out? And then it's just gonna propel you into success. And so if you constantly are like failing, I think it's a really good sign. Because you're yeah. gonna succeed. Because there's no, there's no success without like failure so as, don't be as my afraid. favorite hip-hop artist said russ <laughs> breakdowns create breakthroughs i love that that's so true yep. just and don't even be afraid of it don't be afraid of like well and it's and that, that's just, but that's that's that goes beyond art that's a cultural thing oh absolutely is, is in class people don't they're they're like intimidated or scared to create or like not make right. the most beautiful piece they've ever seen and they're frustrated that they're not getting exactly what they want but the point is you're not creative because you've never practiced. Right. Just like in art, you've never practiced. If you don't, you, practices fail. 
Right. You know, and so I think that's that, that is so important. You know, what mm. was what was the hardest part about you starting? Ah, uh, I think or for currently, me, what are you struggling with? What's the hard part? I think in the beginning, it was balancing the energy that I was putting towards acting and the energy that I was putting towards um, my art business. And now I would say it's probably finding um, a healthy balance of the amount of time that I'm spending on my business. Um, And I, you know, I have a um, marketing consultant that I work with and she's fantastic and that's yeah. another thing that's really important about running a business is you might think you can do it all on your own but you want to surround yourself with you want to have a good mentor which I have and you want to get advice from successful people it's very important yeah. to um, pay close attention to who you're surrounding yourself with yeah. and um, so for me I think it's just, uh, like we talked about this, how weekends really just don't feel like weekends when you run your own business because you're so fully engaged all the time. And for me, I have a very like uh, close relationship with my customers and I, I'm a very personable person. So I love to connect with my customers. And I think that um, being available is so important to running a business. So you wanna make sure that you're a person that is good at responding to emails, phone calls, text messages. Like you need to follow up. You need to be on yes, you need to be on top of that. But it's also a balance of, you know, you need time for yourself too to recharge because sometimes I find myself and I could be working until late hours um, and responding to emails really late at night. And so for me, it's the balance yeah. of I need time to recharge, spend some time, you know, with some close yeah. friends, and but also, you know, my business. But that's something that I've talked to so many entrepreneurs, and they all have the same thing. It's like you go on vacation, you bring your laptop because you're yeah. going to be working, and that's just how it is. Um, it's like and, life happens at, at the extremes. Um, yeah. And, and, there's no such thing as that's what I say. There's no such thing as work-life balance. Life happens at the extremes, but if you stay at those extremes, you will burn out, and, and yeah. it will be detrimental. But that's that yeah. getting to that extreme is where some of the most brilliant things happen. Mm-hmm. But then you have to pivot back to that, like yeah. oh, some play in there. I like to integrate my days, so I like you know my days are a mix of fun activities or mm-hmm. stuff for myself, and then work. Yeah. even though the hours are long but I can split my day I work in the morning take a two hour lunch maybe get a hot tub session in and oh, then go back to work so it's like that's nice it's integrated yeah, yeah. that's really healthy I think that um, work life balance well work can be life but the balance is really important yeah for sure mm-hmm. okay yeah, I love that. so where can we find your art ooh <laughs> So all over the world. <laughs> I, I have a few I don't do a lot of art now that I sell. I have a few products I have in the Maiden Washington stores locally in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, they have three stores. Um, I'm in the Seattle Art Museum and I'm in the Pacific Northwest shop, which is in Tacoma and uh, Wallingford, Seattle. But <laughs> 
you can come to my studio because what I do is classes. Like what yeah. I do is a creative experience. That's what it's about now for me. Um, my art, I will make, I'm planning to make like one or two pieces a year that are big custom installation type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can't, you can't really find my art because you are the artist and you get to create the art. Yes, and I've yeah. taken lots of classes at Molten Works and it's super fun and very addicting because yeah. the... The possibilities are yeah. endless. So and that's why we have a membership, because yeah. uh, we have we have, you know, word of mouth marketing is the hardest marketing to develop, but it is the most powerful. So mm. like when you're talking, you were talking about early, it's so important to follow up and respond because it's way easier to get a repeat buyer than to acquire a new customer. Mm. And so right. you are building a tribe, and people that then are going to shout you to the world, or they're going to talk shit. They're gonna right. they're gonna be like ah they're they're flaky they don't do this they don't yeah. um, Seattle Art Museum loves ordering from me and doesn't like ordering from a lot of artists because she was shocked when I was like oh yeah I'll deliver that in three days very reliable that is so important like that that is like a lot of artists have you know not great reputations yeah. and I don't like feeding into that. Um, narrative narrative Mm -hmm. because I don't think it's always true but I also think that you have the power to control your reputation and so if you are like flaky you need to work on that if you are not punctual like you need to work on that you need to be on time and um, when you're providing art to galleries or stores um, you need to be a person that is enjoyable to work with Mm -hmm. because it's super easy for them to be like, we're not going to be carrying your art anymore. Yeah. So, and you, and you, yeah. s- you set how you want to do it. Hey, when you order, it takes me a week to deliver. Set the expectations so that nobody, you know, if you just yeah. didn't show up for a week or whatever, like they're expecting that, hey, in a week you're going to deliver. Now then you have to deliver, but mm. put those systems in place so that you can keep with your word and yeah. build that cult following because my memberships my members are like my super fans i absolutely love them we've built this awesome community it's great to see them become friends with each other and share techniques and share ideas and then they go out and share it with all their friends and then a lot of my my members then become Mm. investors or other parts you know want to be involved i've hired several members as staff right you have it's all about like network but you're also like a very likable person (laughs) so that you know that is something like energetically that you have um but it's also learned like education like i read almost a book a week and for most of my life i've read a book a week or a podcast or a Mm. like i'm a insatiable with I crave knowledge like I never went to college but it was like okay I'm not going there but information's free that's right but you gotta want it you gotta like when you're in a business owner like you nobody's come nobody's coming to wake you up or be like hey you didn't show up to work today what's going on you know it's like I could just walk away walk out and leave and no one's gonna no one's gonna get mad at me you know eventually my staff might wonder where I went but that's true initially it's it's you are accountable to you and it can be hard so if you can find a mentor or or Mm -hmm. a person that's maybe doing art too that you can create accountability you know with each other and then that can help build build you up that's true yeah um listening to podcasts great um, one of my favorite art books is Artworks 
it's really, really good if you're looking to pursue art as a business. Um, yeah, that's a whole other yeah, whole topic other, that we yeah. could talk about. But Yeah, how about yeah. you? Where's your, where's your work at? Well, my work is in my gallery. Yeah, it, absolutely, yes, which is in Bellevue. Yeah, Seattle, Elements, or Bellevue, Washington. Yeah, Bellevue, Washington. Elements by Natty Art Gallery. It's on Bell Red Road in Bellevue, Washington. And then I have a website, elementsbynatty.com. And then you can also find um, my 3D um, artwork, my pyramids, my crystal-infused amplifier pyramids yeah. at the three Made in Washington locations yeah. with Kevin's work. Yeah. Um, is also His work is also there. Yeah. And also at Utopia in Redmond Town Center. Oh, yeah. I'm there, I'm there too. Oh, yeah. You forgot <laughs> yeah, about few, that. A few <laughs> pieces. Like I said, it's very insig yeah. insignificant. Or a very, very small, small fraction yeah. part of my business now. Yeah, and then I also have um, artwork at um, Utopia too, but all my work is in my gallery. So. Plus on online makes it easy. I totally yeah. forgot to say my website, multimworksclass.com yes. is where my class website is. Mm -hmm. um, my second focus has been my own YouTube channel for artists mm. that have kilns at home. So fusers at home, they buy materials from me and then they also, um, love watching the lessons that I share you know because how, yeah. how do I run this kiln am I going to burn my house down kind of yeah. questions you know that's very like informational so Kevin um is like a, yeah basically like his business is um people come and they're able to actually make the art it's and completely so. not like making art to sell right. now yes I still like to make art but as um her and I were discussing earlier is my art is business right exactly. you know like for me my creativity is like I love putting together business and whenever I like walk into any place I right. go I'm like ooh this business ooh you know and I like yeah. look at all the details and yeah, how they're exactly. selling and how they're operating and how they're you know and I love like yeah just seeing that and being able to put the pieces together you know it's pretty exactly fun. and there's always going to be like an evolution of where your business started and and you discover new things along the way so whereas I used to just exclusively do canvas art but now I work with um, two different mediums so a resin 3d medium and then um, acrylic and um, and then my um, Elements by Natty has become a boutique yeah. because of all the different other products yeah. that I um, have. So, which is great, yeah. and you know, and it flows. And I, I like to think of uh, if you're selling art that you have your production items, you have those, you know, items that you can just turn and burn and sell a lot of. Yeah, you know, that also then help you create revenue consistently. And yeah. then you have your other, you know, more expensive, bigger pieces that maybe you're selling you know a few a month yeah I think that tiered pricing is um, really great because it gives um, people the option to um, get in contact with um, your brand and even if they don't have the, the like the means to purchase something that's in that $2,000 range they can walk away with a bracelet and that way they have that connection to your brand, which yeah. is your essence. Yeah. And so I think that's really important mm -hmm. to give yeah. the kind of like options. Because I know that um, in the fine arts world, um, there's a lot of like, fine arts can be a very like loosely, um, 
I guess like a, there's a lot of definitions of what fine art is. It's really, it's just a high level of skill um, of creating art. That's, and, and it's just kind of it's a, a little bit, it's a specific snobbery. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> you it's know? a little like um, exclusive. And, and, yeah. But I feel like that exclusivity, I really want to redefine what does fine art mean because if you have a high level of skill in your realm of art and the medium that you work with or mediums, yeah. um, you are, you know, in yeah. the fine arts. And so, and then that's well, like I think, a whole I up. think that's what rises to the top though is like yeah. as you're – starting and growing and developing you're gaining all that skill which mm -hmm. then at some point you know you can sell and kind of be worthy of that fine art mm -hmm. title you know you're not you need to put in at least 10,000 hours to like yeah get to that you know level exactly. of creation yes yeah definitely okay i don't know and where do you see yourself in five years five years everywhere that's good <laughs> I mean in five years I'd like to be in at least like three or four states um, Arizona's on my mind mm. as soon as possible so one more or two more here in the Seattle area Yeah. I have probably one in Boise uh, Idaho and then one in Arizona because I want to be able to snowboard so like I like to think of business as like designing it yourself you know or you design how you want it to go and I can go open Arizona and then in turn I'm taking care of my mental health and my mindset by getting to go to the sun in the winter and it's a write-off you know it's it's designing how how, how you oh, sorry. it's designing how you want your business to uh Evolve, evolve, you know. Right. So yeah, just and, and then cre I'm creating kind of a franchise-like model. So there's the potential to grow far beyond mm. those, you know, three, four, or five locations. Because I already have um, a lot of people that have been to the studio that have moved away that are ready to open studios for me and run it. That's fantastic. So they're there. They're ready. Forward thinking. You always want to be thinking about what is the next step. So think locally, act globally. Exactly. You so know. don't just be like complacent with where you're at. Um, obviously, this is like a character type too, which I wanted to introduce for anyone who's into astrology. I think it's very important that we say what our signs are because it's go you're going to be like anyone who's into astrology is going to be like, you know what? I just knew it. So Kevin <laughs> is a Leo sun, rising Libra and moon in Leo. And I am a Aries Sun, Rising Cancer, Moon, and Leo. So we're both... This is all her, by the way. I <laughs> do not... I don't hold much weight to these because I don't know. I think they're true and similar. And I like find it fascinating that she has all this knowledge. And I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah. But personally, I'm like... Eh. I, I, I like it. It's interesting. But it also then also puts us in a box and limits us. Because it's mm -hmm. saying who we are and what we're what we do yes there are those tendencies but are those tendencies because you read it or would you be those tendencies like it's just an interesting dynamic right you know so it's like because i don't want to be yeah. just this even though yes i am a leo and he's you like very look much at all a leo. the things that a leo is um 
So yes, I'm, I'm, I think it's interesting. It is interesting. But I don't know all the details of it, like yeah. the rising and the other parts, and like that's. It can. It's very intricate. Can, like can, it's yeah. so much more than just like your sun sign. You really, it's like a map. It's the mapping of your personality, and you have different placements. But there's also personality tests for that too, yes, and they do true. point out a lot of ways to do it. You know, my uh, hexaco is a really good one. That's one of my favorite, mm. and it tests like 32 facets of your personality. Yeah, I just think it's interesting. I think it's an insightful tool to help you kind of better understand someone. So anyways, I just wanted to give you guys that piece of information because we're both fire signs. And so... Which is why we're here in in (laughs) video and audio. Right, the whole thing. (laughs) And I've met a lot. I do have to say this, Kevin. I have met a lot of Leo entrepreneurs. I would say that the majority of my Leo friends... Uh, run their own business and they run successful businesses yeah. because they have a leadership they're you know charisma charisma they're leaders of the pack they're really good at delegating um, tasks um, they are uh, very um, good at um, th- focusing on the big picture of things versus like small unimportant like menial like details they are very expansive so they're able to see well into the future and yeah so that's one thing to to just know yeah and you absolutely learn things like I said it's it's all good knowledge and you know I only said what I said because it's like I'm at this like I just don't I don't know as much and I love that she knows so much and is like sharing all this because then I'm like, ooh, that's very interesting, and I'm very yeah. curious about you know that kind of stuff. Even though I'm like deep down, like maybe a little skeptical of it. You yeah, know? and it's good and, to. And, I think right? that being skeptical is so important yeah. because if you're like not skeptical, but then like in like, a night in it like a, a, a curious way though. Yeah, I think that instead of being like, oh, gross, like I don't believe in any of that. Right. It's, it's more like. I don't know much and I'm just right. like I'm fascinated by like how much you know and like right. how you weight it in your mind mm. and then how you when you see people it's almost like uh, uh, you're kind of like reading their body language and how right. they interact yeah. with you and then you're able to like okay so like this is how I need to respond to this type of person right. so it's like ultimately it can help you be a better salesperson or artist or right. it's just another way to Um, understand and connect with people Mm. right because then you can kind of pivot and understand them better and and I think so definitely especially if you know someone's you know full birth chart but I'm actually listening to an audiobook right now called Sapiens and it's so fascinating have you you've you've read it it's been a while but yeah it's uh, fantastic what's the author's name do you know off the top of your head gosh I should know it's not Lieberman is it um, and uh, Sapiens, really important point in that book is kind of what it's a brief di- a brief history of humankind. Exactly, what differentiates us um, is that we have the ability to imagine and create, um, and so you know the ability to kind of create fictional stories. Yeah, <laughs> like what religion. Little controversial to say, but religion is is basically like yeah. um, fictional, um, you know, that people like collectively believe in. Um, you know, religion's not my cup of tea, but I respect that some people are into it. But that is based on. Dare I say, I 
I don't want to offend people. I don't. I believe it is a way to cope with the fact that if there's no relit without religion, mm. we are just random space monkeys right. on this rock floating through. Like there's no purpose to life. And I like I found other ways to find purpose. Yeah. Um, well, I think that the thing with religion is the reason why people sometimes attach themselves to it is because they they want to feel like they belong. But what what the negative thing is that it's basically telling you how to live it's telling you what's right what's wrong and so in turn i feel like it takes away from a bit of developing your own sense of like what's your own moral compass and yeah, but everyone's different identity i grew up going to church i think it develops great morals yeah um but it didn't it didn't serve me beyond that yeah it didn't serve me either I went to a private Catholic school and um, there was like a brief period of time where I would go to church with um, yeah. my parents but my parents are not practicing and um, my dad's side of the family are pretty religious um, and Catholic and like I like res I respect religion but it's really not my cup of tea well and we live we live in a uh, the time we live in is we have far more information than our parents did and mm. part of the reason that religion exists you know like it's yeah. we're getting to a point where science is explaining a lot of what religion oh, yeah. explains and that's what i love about sapiens because yeah. sapiens is really just like breaks it down on like the molecular level of like this is how we came to be this is where we came from yeah. and um it talks about evolution and there's really there's nothing left to question to question imagination and you know astrology arguably is uh also you know fictional to a degree yeah. um because i've been studying it for so long i view it as like the science of the stars i view it as very similar to astronomy yeah. um but i completely understand how um but my how, question is isn't right. it different though like like was it like that that it's shifted or that the signs aren't don't technically line up yeah, currently that with was a, that was not yeah that was not a thing that came out from from nasa but it's the, the signs did not shift but if you look at it from the perspective of there's different calendars and different cultures like there's the chinese calendar yeah. and there's like western astrology versus like vedic astrology and like you know there's eastern astrology so it's like it's another it's thing like that... religion it's something that you <laughs> might enjoy or agree with or you might just not right you know it's the same thing we all yeah. choose what beliefs are, are kind of where we're diving in and i know we're getting very philosophical yeah here. we're getting philosophical <laughs> but i think it's good to talk about because like i um i'm very much into um free thinking and um kind <laughs> well of... and this is this is a good way to start the conversation it's a good way open. to start the conversation because I think that um, because I've had you know people that have bought my art and they've been ap apprehensive to buy some of my more like um, you know spiritual pieces like my you know my my knowledge and belief in healing crystals yeah. um, because they're like well I grew up and like I you know I grew up that this is not good this is like witchery and this is like negative but I feel like people are becoming more open-minded to that because really um, witches were just like the first free thinkers and there's this big like misconception that they were like um, doing bad things really they were just questioning 
um, the norm. So I have a very different um, perspective on what a witch means. That's a whole different topic. We're like going <laughs> off topic, but tangent, tangent, tangent. It's kind yeah. of how my mind thinks. But anyways, I um, I think that that could be something that would be really interesting for us to talk about. But to go to, back, to go back, to go uh, back. What does your five years look like? What so, does your future look like? What are you excited about? I am excited about expanding on Elements by Natty Art Gallery. Right now, I have a smaller location, which I really love. I was very optimistic when I found the place because I'm like, I'm going to do two things in one here. I'm going to display my work, have it basically be like a store, and I'm going to create my work here. Hindsight is a beautiful thing because if I would do it over, I would have two like it would be two separate spaces i'm able to make this work do with what you can afford right exactly and i am now at the place in my business where i can um find a larger gallery space and so i'm actively looking i sometimes get really enthusiastic about things but i want to take a very conscious leap when I find a larger gallery space because I want it to be right. I want it to be the right location, the right energy. I was really close, as you know, to um, locking in a space, but it just didn't work out for logistical reasons. So in five years, expect that Elements by Natty Art Gallery will be in a larger venue and it will be in a location where there's lots of foot traffic, a bustling area, it's gonna yeah. be very diverse, it's gonna be very like eclectic, immersive vibe inside yeah. there. And cool. it's, yeah, so that's where I'm gonna be. And um, yeah. It's very fun, yeah. I love it, I love it, yeah. Uh, well, I think we can just end it there. Um, yeah. I don't know that we have too much else to share, uh, of course ask away if you guys leave comments or questions we can totally answer them on future episodes Um, and then the plan is to start interviewing other artists that we know or that we meet exactly Um, and then by interviewing them in turn as if you're starting out doing art or anything like that even other businesses you might gain some insight exactly because we all have different journeys but then you're going to realize that we also have a lot in common And so it's going to be very interesting to hear other people's stories. Absolutely. That's excellent. All right, guys. Well, until next time. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day.